Welcome back to the uh, 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lovell, with me once again back on the podcast, so Steve Cook. And, uh, well, Steve, we had originally planned to release our uh, Bobby Eaton tribute episode uh, as the next podcast uh, after the most recent one we did. Um, but uh, WWE started releasing people again, so we needed to uh, get in this one here with uh, some breaking news action on WWE making even more releases, and um, there have been a lot this year, as we know, and now this round comes via NXT, and uh, some pretty notable names on this list. Maybe some you're not so uh, aware of, but uh, there, there are some notable ones, and we will just go down the list here real quickly, Steve, before we jump in. Um, Bronson Reed, I think, is certainly the most notable name of that group. You can put Bobby Fish in there as well. Um, then you look at Mercedes Martinez, who has recently had a championship match. Leon Ruff um, has been the um, you know NXT North American champion at one point. And then you go down the line, Asher Hill, uh, Ari Sterling, uh, Giant Zangier, Jake Atlas also in that group. Um, Kona Reeves, who you and I were talking beforehand, who's been there since 2014, I think. Um, Tyler Rust, who was just part of the Diamond Mine that they seemingly just reintroduced not long ago. Um, Zachariah Smith and then uh, Stephen Smith, uh, the referee. So that is uh, the list as it stands uh, as we're recording this probably a couple hours after it, uh, these releases came out on Friday night. Uh, looks like Desmond Troy uh, also in that group now. That's one that wasn't on the initial list. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, what what do we make of this? This is just, again, another segment in a long line of uh, releases we've seen this year. And it's, uh, it's more trimming the fat. That's really all you can say about it is that they, they've been getting rid of a lot of folks, uh, cutting a lot of payroll. Uh, it's like the, it's like how how when the Cincinnati Reds uh, back during the off season they re- reallocated their resources when they traded a couple of relief pitchers and then you know didn't sign anybody in return. <laughs> <laughs> so reallocate, reallocating resources, they might be reallocating resources for any number of things. Uh, possibly, maybe they can give all these people money to Adam Cole. Maybe that's how they get Adam Cole to stay by giving them these guys uh, all their money. <laughs> that might be their best bet. I was like, what a business strategy that would be, huh? Um, but, uh, yeah, just to run down a couple of them, I mean, Bronson Reed does come as the biggest surprise on this list. Yeah. Largely because it was just a few weeks ago when uh, Reed and Karrion Cross were having their dark matches. They are having their they're having main event matches in the Thunderdome, and it seemed like their dress rehearsals for them getting called up. And, well, we've seen what happened when Karrion Cross got called up. And Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody likes it. I Maybe somebody out there still thinks it's a I don't good so. idea. I no, no, no. I haven't heard that from anybody. But Bronson Reed then he gets that point. I mean, I don't recall. I don't recall anybody saying. I don't recall any speculation that Bronson Reed did poorly during these uh, these tryouts. But obviously, he didn't do enough to impress him. Because had he done something that had impressed Vince McMahon or had impressed somebody. He'd probably still be there, right? Like, was the thought after he lost the title that like that he was going to get called up? I feel like that's where everyone yeah. stood. Was we all kind of yeah. jumped to the conclusion that well, yeah, and we also thought that Karrion Cross would drop the NXT title at some point. Well, which that's I mean, I guess that that still could be coming. But uh, and let's see, that's the thing is like, is strange. where are they going to go now? Because here's the report. So PW Insider was the first one to to, to report this, all of this, and the report is that um, the reasoning could be part of uh, significant changes for NXT 
which is going to include a new logo, lighting, younger talent, and a new format. In short, um, yeah. <laughs> In short, Vince McMahon saw what happened with NXT during the Wednesday Night War, and, well, it didn't go well. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they got their butts handed to them, and there's no doubt in anybody's mind that there's there'd be no way to possibly spin this whole thing for Triple H. I mean, let's be honest, Triple H has gone from uh, one of the top power brokers in the company on his way up, possibly run the thing someday, to where, you know what, if Vince McMahon is not around much longer, it's going to be Nick Khan, or it's going to be whoever Nick Khan sells the company to. It's not going to be Triple H. I, th- I think that's a conclusion that I've reached. Think about the games that Vince McMahon has played with Triple H in a span of two or three weeks. He has taken his undefeated champion just pure dominant champion and had him lose on raw um, to completely just destroy any momentum he had with the Samoa Joe thing. And then there's the, the rehiring of Samoa Joe by triple H uh, or essentially, which of course it's, you know, it's under WWE's umbrella, but um, how about that? Like, how about that whole decision? You think this is like a long play for Vince McMahon where he's like, all right, you're going to bring back Samoa Joe after we just uh, released him and everyone just vilified us. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to completely destroy your entire brand uh, in a span of about two weeks. Wouldn't you like to know how Samoa Joe feels about that decision? Well, that's the thing, is if they're like, going to really? go younger, right? Like, if they're about to do... Like, would you be shocked if, if let's say, on Tuesday, <laughs> all of a sudden, um, WWE has released Samoa Joe again, uh, or it's like Samoa Joe's not even in the title picture? Like, <laughs> who knows? Like, if you you're Triple the... H, how do you yeah. book this stuff, right? But I will say one thing. I mean... I am somebody who, was, who always thought of NXT as a developmental territory where right. you're, you're theoretically your top talent from your future is supposed to come from NXT. And if we're being honest, uh, ever since Triple H kind of took over the whole deal, it's become a glorified super indie. It's where all your favorites from back in the day, Ring of Honor and PWG and your favorite Japanese stars and your favorite this, you know, all your favorites from the indies have uh, shown up here in NXT and, you know, th- I guess the idea, theoretically, is like, okay, they'll go NXT for a while, and then they'll become big stars in the on the main roster. And for most of them, that has not happened. And NXT has become a, a place where, like the Undisputed Era guys, probably fish part of this group that's been fired, but they're like all those guys, guys like Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, there are a lot of guys that are there taking up spots that theoretically should go to the future of the company, right? And I know it's a, I'm not knocking them as wrestlers. I'm not saying they don't put on darn good matches. I'm not trying to take any shots at their ability, but, man, it just gets to a point where they're sitting there in those spots, and WWE is, they're looking for stars. We know that. They, that there's no shadow of a doubt there that they're looking for stars, they would like to be at a point where they don't have to bring back John Cena and Goldberg draw a house, but that's what we're doing. Yeah. And so it's at some points, and I I wouldn't be surprised if Vince came to that conclusion while watching the the Wednesday Night War, and Nick Khan's probably sitting there looking at the bottom line, wondering what are these guys bringing to me, and if they're not bringing enough, then it's time to make some changes, and may it's going to make for some uncomfortable uh, family get-togethers, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, the heat has to go somewhere, and the way this thing has been run has been at the behests of uh, Triple H. I mean, look, we we talked about the report on one of our recent episodes about how 
there was a report out there that Nick Khan was basically just obsessed, I think was the wording, with getting WWE out of the red. And, you know, I think there have obviously been reports before about NXT. Well, they have been, they have been in the red for, you know. Well, yeah. Long time. <laughs> and that's, again, that's sort of the, the point is that. Further into the black. This is one of those situations, I think, for them that, um, yeah, I just, I, I'm not sure. And again, there's there has been a clear change. Like we said, I mean, this is not. You can go back to last year when they made the releases and everything, but like this, this past, I mean, what, six months, I guess, or so, um, five, six months, like it's been a very clear uh, objective in terms of what they're doing, seemingly, although it doesn't all make sense. Um, they have had a clearly behind the scenes that they know what they want to do, and um, clearly there's nothing that's going to stop them. And again, like you said earlier, it's like the, you know, the tie in the Adam Cole stuff, right? It's, if you're Adam Cole and you are looking at this, on what planet would you be just completely foaming at the mouth to want to get up to Raw or SmackDown after watching Karrion Cross? what happened with him? Um, you see all these Keith releases, <laughs> right? Keith Lee. Uh, there are many others, as we've said Other, before. Yeah, so many others. You could do a top 305 uh, column on uh, NXT call-ups, like botch call-ups or whatever. That that like think of the timing on that too, right? Like it was reported on Friday afternoon that Adam Cole, Fightful Select, said that that he's having a meeting with Vince at SmackDown, and then before SmackDown even goes off the air, it's like, oh hey, by the way, NXT's releasing uh, twelve people or something. <laughs> like, well, the, hey, the, like I said, there's the possibility that they had to release twelve people to meet Adam Cole's demands. Wow. Yeah, Adam Cole just gouged him for that much money, which, <laughs> you know, and I and I was thinking about this earlier, too. I'm trying to come up with the reasons why Adam Cole would uh, re-sign with that company. And all I can come up with is, uh, yeah, shit ton of money. That's it. Because right? unless you just love, and I know he's a big fan of Shawn Michaels, maybe he just loves sitting around and listening to Shawn Michaels tell every single story of his life for the 300th time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I can't see... I can't, you know, the main roster thing, we all know the. we've talked about that before, why that, that probably won't happen. And that, that Vince might not see something in him. And we've done that stuff to death. And kind of, it falls in the it is what it is category at this point. And we just kind of look at the situation, you think of it. And the only reason I could think of that he would not go to AEW is uh, they just offers them a shit ton of money. And he just had to be stupid and not take it. And even then, he had to think, well, they've offered people a shit ton of money before, and uh, those people got fired before they got all of it. So, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Ask the Good Brothers about that. Right? Like, it wasn't that long ago. Remember when we're talking, like, everybody's thinking, okay, well, WWE's not going to let anybody go because they don't want anybody to go to AEW. But now it's like... I think Vince is almost like playing, like, I don't know what he's playing. Like, he's just, he's playing chicken he's here or something. To, I think he's really trying to load him up. He's trying to, I think that's his, really his idea. And I'm not sure it's a good idea or not. I think he remembers the Monday Night War from 1995. And he remembers how WCW signed all of his old stars. And he saw how that led in some ways to failure. Even though WCW did have a good run there for a while. Eventually they just, uh, you know, they kind of ran themselves into the ground. And I think uh, Vince's strategy is that he hopes that by releasing all this talent, that AEW will uh, take on all this payroll, all this salary, and they just won't be able to handle all this talent. 
although I I think the one thing he's underestimating is how much money is at Tony Khan's disposal. It's more money than you and I could even can even wrap our heads around. There are probably some people listening to that thinking there is no, but like this is Vince McMahon we're talking about here, right? Like this guy, I feel like more often than not, Vince McMahon always goes to the past to mm-hmm. if, if if there is something you know again. I feel like he always goes to the past to pull out a trick from the past to sort of... Because um, they usually worked out for him. Yeah. Right? I mean, whether it were, like I said, whether we're talking about bringing back Goldberg or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the little stuff like that that he's kind of always leaned on. And I just, this is just one of those things that just, it feels, it feels just, it feels so different than what they've done before. And I think that's where the the unpredictability and just the unknowns come into it because it's like, We've seen them make releases before, but now it's like, okay, we are just completely changing. And you and I laughed about this probably about a month ago. We're like, you know, there's no way Vince was taking the NXT losing to AEW thing laying down. Like, this guy was going to to do something. And maybe this is just, you know, maybe this is the way of doing it, where it's like, hey, we decided we're just going to completely change NXT as it's known, and we're going to start over, and we don't want anybody to remember this current iteration of NXT losing to AEW. Like, to tell me that this guy doesn't care about AEW after the conference call, the Q2 <laughs> earnings thing, and he's like, you know, AEW, you know, the competition, and uh, maybe we'll give him some more investments and, and all this other stuff. Um, I mean, clearly he has, right? Like, maybe he knew yeah. at the time. He's like, we're going to go out and release about, you know, 30 wrestlers. Well, he knew, yeah. <laughs> well, he knew that Bray White thing was coming next day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy, again, I always say it, but, like, this guy is still playing on a different level than everyone else, but... At times, I think it's more on a, um, I don't know. I don't know what, what the word is, but it's just like, I, I, I'm just, it is such a fascinating time. And Eric Bischoff said this actually on one of his most recent podcasts. He's like, he's like, it's not even the wrestling that I'm most interested in now anymore. It's like the business of wrestling has gotten so fascinating, probably as fascinating as it's been in a very, very long time. Because I feel yeah. like the only thing we talked about, Steve, like, let's think back. I don't even know when. It used to just be like, okay, what's what's Impact's next, you know, trick to try to beat WWE? Like, remember <laughs> that's the conversation we had for so many years. Oh uh, yeah, but now he, it's so different. So now it's a lot. To, and I'll tell you what, it it reminds me of back in the day, and we'll we'll go we'll play the pass card, the Monday Night Wars, and the reason that people like you and I got into this whole internet wrestling scene. I'm sure you're in the same boat I was. Is simply because uh, back in that era, the stuff going on behind the scenes was just as interesting as it was on TV. Right. The the guys jumping back and forth from show to show, you know, all the all the backstage rumors and gossip, and it's just as good. And the TV is good back then too. But it's just great to log on to like WrestleLine or four one one Mania four one Wrestling dot com or whatever. And just, you know, read about people going here and going there and this guy getting suspended and that guy doing this and just all, all sorts of stuff going on. And, but then once WCW and ECW went away, it got a lot more boring, didn't it? Yeah. Because there was just one big show in town. It was just WWE and they just kind of did what they did. And the rumors, the gossip, the, the, the backstage innuendo, just it wasn't as fun. But now that we got... Actual, uh, I, I, I still kind of pause a little bit before before we say competition, <laughs> but I I think Vince McMahon is treating it as competition. So what the, what the hell? Why not? Now we have somebody else out here spending gobs of money on people, and 
unlike, let's be honest, TNA spent God's money on people too. Yeah. But unlike, I think AEW's already shown in their limited existence that they have more of a clue of what they're doing than TNA ever did. And that's speaking of somebody who liked a lot of TNA did. Yeah. AEW's already had them. I, you know, even at their best. Tony Khan brought that up on, I guess his, I guess he's like doing regular appearances now on Bust Open Radio, but it's like, he brought up like the competition aspect. He's like, we feel like we're finally bringing true competition to WWE. And he said, you know, the one thing why that was his, you know, that was basically his initial pitch, I guess, to Turner or whatever, when he thought of the concept of AW and all this other stuff was WWE had basically gotten into that stale mode where it's just like, everything felt the same. Um, and maybe listen, maybe that's Vince's play here. It's like, we, We've gotten stale. Like, let's just release everyone and see what happens. <laughs> I Take don't know. Up. Get young. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. let's sign Gable Sevenson, right? Right. He's Olympic gold medalist in, in truly stunning fashion. Um, yeah. Just an unbelievable comeback by him. I'm but telling you, that guy's going to be the next Paul Heyman guy. Calling it right now. Heyman, Heyman did an article. or he, um, he What was it? The quote he had in The Athletic, I think, of talking about how Stevenson's going to be just this big box office name. And... Yeah, once Roman Reigns kicks into the curve, that's who Paul Heyman's getting on. That guy, Paul Heyman, he knows how to latch on somebody, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Smart man. Smart um, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen though. I haven't seen any Paul Heyman guys get released. I guess so. Um, <laughs> that I know of, but listen, it's, that we know of. It's young. Well, so. Malachi Black was kind of a. That's point. true. That is true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I just. I think it's just it is like the going back to the Bischoff thing. Like it's just it's so fascinating now from a business standpoint of what, like what's next because at this point WWE has proven and we've said this before. It's like they have proven that they don't care who you are. Like Roman Reigns, obviously Roman Roman is getting released, but Roman Reigns and his family are protected. They're fine. Everybody else. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch probably okay. Charlotte Flair, like who knows now, right? Whoa, that, that's like, a whole other situation. That might not even be. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That might be Charlotte's decision there. We thought she was protected, but it's like, who knows now? Um, it just gets stranger and stranger, I think. Sasha it's just... Banks can move on to her stuff. I mean, she, you yeah. know, <laughs> if they try something with her, Sasha can just go on to Disney. She'll be fine. Now, as, as far as these names go here, I, as far as names for today go, uh, honestly, you know, with all due respect, Bobby Fish, a heck of a talent back in the day. I th- he's a little past it now. I think he still has a lot to offer, and could possibly a place like Impact or Ring of Honor could really benefit from Bobby Fish. Yeah, good tag team guy, right? Like he could good be, tag team guy. Yeah. You could put him. You could put him with a young guy. I could, uh, Jake Atlas was a guy who had a lot of hype coming in, and didn't get to do a whole lot. But I could see him, you know, going right back to PWG and all the indies and trying to impress people again. And then you know you got Mercedes Martinez. That's an interesting name there because we know Mercedes has been around for quite a while. And now that she's she made up the WWE. Do you wonder if Mercedes Martinez is is this it for her? What do yeah, you think? Because she let's see she's she's forty now. She's going to turn forty one in November. Um, Does she move on now? I mean, I feel like you know. Here's the thing too about all of this, right? Is like we've seen for example, like Ring of Honor, right? Like ROH has started to sort of revamp its women's division or yeah. trying to do that. Like we've we've talked about Impact for a while now about kind of where they've been. Although I think, you know, now they have even more options too because they're working with AEW and um, there's a lot of potential there. So I don't know because, I mean, what? Like she was just in the, 
I mean, she just had a championship match in NXT, what, probably a couple <laughs> months ago? So, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like, and it wasn't like, you know, oh, well, she's in here in this match. It was almost like, okay, well, yeah, she's she's the one that makes sense as the next in line, um, given the challenger. So, I mean, I think the most likely scenario is that she winds up with one of the other promotions. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, especially ROH restarting their women's division could use a veteran hand like Mercedes. Uh, impact their knockouts division is pretty pretty darn solid and diana could always use more challengers there so that'd be a good uh pay-per-view match for her and you know AEW could also use some uh top-notch female talent so i don't think she'll have a lack of suitors i just kind of wonder from her perspective yeah because uh and it's interesting because uh, remember when she i don't I, i'm not really sure where she's coming from because you remember she was she was part of that retribution gimmick for like a cup of coffee. Oof. And then she was like, no, I ain't going to do it. Wow. So I don't know. It's that's, um, she's, she's got something going for there because that was a good call. Um, it was a good call. No <laughs> <laughs> she, um, cause what she, she was on a, she was on all out a couple of years ago, right? Like she yeah. was, um, well, yeah, actually, oh, right. well now, now I'm trying to think, which I'm not sure. Yeah. Anymore. She was in that, uh, casino battle royal, I think in 2000, oh, yeah, 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh god yeah a lot of people were in that well hey how about this you remember actually I just I had to look this up I was like I know she was in that match but you know who she was eliminated by Britt Baker so there you go Dr. Right there. Baker there we go there's, there's, a, there's, a, program. there's a program right there right I like away it. Um, what do you but think then, yeah other talented guys Tyler Rust talented guy yeah I see him popping up uh, he was in ROH before I could see him that happening again Leon Ruff I mean there's a guy with a lot of talent yeah what do you think where do you think Bronson Reed I feel like he's like a he could do anything. I feel like, I mean, you could see that guy in Japan. You could see him sure. impact. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like he's got options. I, I could I could see Bronson Reed as a yeah. I mean, you know, we all say AEW or whatever, but uh, he could really do well. I think, and and people hate when I say that everybody should go to Japan, but could you see him in New Japan as kind of a, one of those foreign monster kind of guys? Yeah. I could definitely see that. That would be fun. I mean, remember, he's only 32. So, like, you know, in WWE years, this guy's got 15 years left, right? Like, he's yep. he's good. So, man, it's just it's interesting to think about where some of these could go. Because, again, some of these are just – these are people that they have recently featured or brought back to feature. Um, as we said with Bronson Reed, like, he's he's the top of this group in turn. But, I mean, Bobby Fish, you know, is part of one of the – you know, arguably best faction in NXT history. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's just like, man. Well, they can't reform that faction, apparently. So if they're going to pitch that to Adam Cole, that's not happening. I was going to say, there's there's no <laughs> chance of that at this point. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not sure where all of these talents go from here, but I do know that it's probably, at least now, you know, again, just think back. Like if WWE does this a year ago, oh my goodness, you talk about the backlash then. When there's mm-hmm. not a lot happening, um, hopefully we're not heading back in that direction. But at well, least... yeah, I was, I was just gonna say it's not like it's not like the pandemic got worse or anything. No, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> there there were reports that WWE's worried about SummerSlam, but uh, we'll we'll see about I don't that. I don't blame them, quite frankly. Yeah. So, but at least there are options, like we've said before. Like you're talking MLW, um, NWA, which. There's, sure. there's there's another noteworthy news item uh, with In Tyrus. Hour, what's the, well, hey, if what's I don't know what the not are are the NXT non competes shorter than the uh, regular non competes because it's because freaking two showed up on AEW pretty quick. 
30 days are the NXT releases ah, standard. Well, yeah. And that I would assume that's probably, I'm going to look this up real quick. Yeah. So that the report is that, um, fightful, the majority quote unquote there, um, the majority of the ones that are released in this group have the 30 day, no compete. Mm-hmm. So, so if Bryson Rue is dumb enough to sign a 90 day non-compete in there. <laughs> well, well, again, it's like, who knows what goes on behind the scenes? Like, like you said, they're, they're trying this guy out a couple of weeks ago for, assuming that we're thinking he's going to go up to the main roster and now he's just he's released so what a, what an interesting time in wwe because i feel like it's we we talked about how all this momentum they were going to have coming back with fans and all, everything and now it's like things have flipped pretty quickly although you still there is sad, but there is still some momentum they're right. drawing well yes. i mean john cena has definitely uh drawn some interest no doubt about that can't you can't no, uh, can't knock Cena at all. Cena is uh, if anybody had any doubts about John Cena as a draw, which I don't know why they would have, but uh, if they did have a doubt, well, forget about. It. Even though they did bring him to SmackDown on Friday night and did not put him on the show, and instead put him in a dark match after the show. Um, but um, uh, well, yeah, why would you want to? Why would you want to feature that guy in your television show? Oh, you got five, and there's another deal too with with Fox. And uh, I'm not surprised by the reports I'm hearing that, uh, gee, these Fox executives aren't too happy about, you know, all these all this SmackDowns, all their main issues being pushed for uh, yeah. pay-per-view shows on Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> gee, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be happy about that. Uh, well, I'd, I'd be fine if the next WWE releases Peacock. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> because They're very happy with the cock. Very they, happy with the cock. Uh, they must be, because I just... Um, I'm not, so it's uh, yeah, not fun. Going it's, back. Really, it's not the best of uh, not the best of streaming services. No, it's well, not. I'll just say that. Uh, not at all. But uh, well, there are some just quick thoughts on these NXT uh, releases. Like we said, it's um, there's probably more to come on this in terms of. Uh, oh, there will be more. There will be more. I can guarantee you that. I have no, I have no inside sources. I do not know people inside the Titan Tower building, but I can tell you that there will be more releases. Yeah. Yes, uh, you will. You will have a lot of people uh, with uh, some ears to the ground there to try to figure out what's going down, what happened with this, maybe what's on the horizon here, and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's something. So uh, we will obviously talk more about this uh, here in the uh, coming week, probably just based on again. Hopefully, there are no more releases to discuss. Uh, maybe we find out what Adam Cole's uh, move is going to be uh, heading into SummerSlam and after SummerSlam and all that, but, but for now, you can check everything out over at uh, 411mania.com. Obviously, we'll have uh, plenty of coverage uh, on everything going on and uh, all our news, reviews, columns, all of that, and uh, be sure to check it out. And uh, as usual, we'll have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes, uh, so be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And uh, like I said, everything else, 411mania.com. Subscribe to the podcast, and uh, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on 411 on Wrestling Podcasts.